paisanos, it's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! With the Mario Brothers and plumbing's a game, we're not like the others who get all the fame. If your sink is in trouble, you can call us on the double. We're faster than the others, you'll be hooked on the brothers. So hang on to your seat Get ready for adventure and remarkable weeks You'll meet the Koopas and Troopas The Princess and the others Hanging with the plumbers You'll be hooked on the brothers to the You know, it never made sense to me. You see him, Mario there when they're on the magic carpet. He touches the star and he turns into like fire Mario, right? He's got the, the red and the white. Oopsie. Am I crazy? No, you're right. Yeah. Who's running this, this show? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Hello, world. And welcome to the Cartridge Club. Your monthly stop for all video game goodness. Today, I am here. I am Curtis Freisel, your host. And I got two people along with me. We got Top Spot, one, two, three. Top up here, how you doing? I'm doing very well. How about yourself? He's doing good. And down below, we got Joel. Thanks for being here, Joel. Thank you. So uh, this month, we are talking not just one, not just two, and not just three, actually. It's a surprise. We're talking the original Mario Brothers on the NES. Of course, uh, we're going to be talking the big three, but there's another one in there, and I'm sure you all know about that. Very exciting. Can you believe it? What are we now? In like the 10th year, we've never talked Mario Brothers on the NES. Is this crazy? This is nuts. What are we doing? But really, it's it's... Things are working against us here because how do we make this an interesting show? Come on. We're going to just be gushing about Mario, right? Like everybody loves Mario here. We're, we're big fans of Mario. How do we make it interesting? It's just it's, it's just going to be a gush fest. Well, we're going to try. We're going to see what we can do. Bear with us. Come along on this journey, on this ride, and uh, we'll see what we get out of it. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but first, I want to start out. We're talking about uh, uh, Mario 1 first that's that's where we're gonna go but before we do that i got a little treat for you guys so stay tuned and we'll be right back Nintendo, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Top, tell me, what's your earliest memories of uh, the first Super Mario Brothers? Well, uh, I kind of grew up with Mario. Uh, Donkey Kong was a big thing in my house. We we started with the ColecoVision, which had Donkey Kong as the pack-in. And uh, early arcades, you could find Donkey Kong. So I already knew of Mario. 
my earliest memory was actually happening across a versus Super Mario arcade cabinet at a grocery store. So that was my first time seeing the game at all, because this is like essentially before the NES had caught any traction. So that was my first yeah. experience in seeing it. And it's like, what is this? <laughs> P playing it like a, in an arcade. Yeah. I mean, I didn't actually play it. I just saw it. That was my first time seeing oh, okay. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And then eventually, wow. you know, got an NES and, and was able to dive into the world. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Those those uh, Nintendo versus cabinets are the coolest thing ever. They're very I, I've seen only like a couple in my entire life. You know, well, I, well, I have one in my garage you do? With, with versus Super Mario Brothers in it. Yes, you're kidding. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, my gosh. I think you're <laughs> you, like the you, perfect you, guest for this show. Or you something. can say I'm a fan. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Well, Joel, how about you? How, what, what do you got on uh, on the original Super Mario Brothers? Or where did where did Mario start for you? Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm part of the Nintendo generation. I started with the original NES, uh, not when it first came out in '85. I'm thinking it was probably '88 would be my guess. I don't really remember getting it, I, I, but I do remember at some point having a Nintendo in my in my house and uh, Mario and Duck Hunt. Uh, we had that combo pack, and that was probably the only game I had for the first year of being a, a game player. It certainly must have been the first game I ever managed to beat. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Joel. I, uh, you know, I was born in the late 80s. I was born in 87, and I had, uh, I, I remember we had a, uh, a an NES very early on, and, and my, like, earliest memories of video games are playing the original Super Mario Brothers, and um, somewhere along the line, it it busted. It it busted, and we uh, uh, like that Christmas got a Super Nintendo because that must have been around like ninety one, ninety two. And um, yeah, literally, my only memories as a child of owning an NES and like playing anything is Super Mario Brothers. That's that's it. I mean, aside from going to friends' houses and stuff, I never had an NES again until I was an adult, uh, and so so that's that's it. My childhood memories begin and end with Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, the the, the combo cart. Um, not a bad combination. Yeah. No, not at all. It's it's it's. I mean, it, you know, Joel, you, you said that was the only game you owned for a while. If you're only going to have one game, that is such a a good game to own. I mean, Super Mario Brothers aside, who doesn't love Duck Hunt? That's like one of my favorite <laughs> games ever. Oh yeah, forget Elden something. Ring. You can sink a hundred hours into that for sure. Of course, <laughs> and and you talk about a Nintendo versus cabinet. I want, I want Duck Hunt. In fact, there was a. Uh, I live in Los Angeles. There was a, a arcade that had it, and I managed to get the high score on it one night. I don't Sweet. know what was going on. I I was just like in the zone. One quarter. I even like I got a crowd around me watching. I was just. I couldn't be stopped. It was crazy. It was like Forrest Gump doing ping pong. I was just like, I, I, I was in the zone. The stars aligned. It was crazy. So we're talking Super Mario Brothers. A little, little backstory in case you don't know. Who comes to this and doesn't know what Super Mario Brothers is? Get with it, people. This is the Cartridge Club. Super Mario's uh, Brothers is a video game that was released for the family computer and Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985. It shifted the gameplay away from its single-screen arcade predecessor, Mario Brothers, and instead featured side-scrolling platformer levels. While not the first game of the Mario franchise, the first being Donkey Kong, as ever mentioned by Top, 
Uh, Super Mario Brothers is the most iconic and in introduced various series staples, including power-ups, classic enemies such as Goombas, and the basic premise of rescuing Princess Peach from Bowser. So, we're here. We're talking about it. I want to hear a review from you, Joel. What do we think of the original Super Mario Brothers? What do you love? What, what maybe don't you like? Give it to me. Well, you know, I think the... The thing that's hard to to think about now because it's it's such a major media franchise. It's kind of like trying to remember the first time that you, you saw you know Mickey Mouse, the first time you heard the Beatles, you know. But when when it first came out, you know, I spent a lot of time just flipping through the instruction booklet and just like looking at the images and like it's just weird, wacky world. It's like you know you're walking along, you got platforms suspended in in midair for no particular reason. You've got these strange enemies. You've got the original, the original Super Mario Brothers NES uh, Super Mushroom, not the one that's kind of a little bit, a little bit more. The modern mushroom is kind of red and white with the polka dots, and it's kind of smooth. Like the original one, which looked a little bit more like a real mushroom, like a little bit more kind of deformed, like like mm. organic. And it was, I mean, the the best comparison I guess would be um, Alice in Wonderland. Just that weird, surreal, all this weird stuff. So iconic. It's just had a feel to it. But when it was all new and fresh, it was it was crazy. And it wasn't the first platformer, but uh, it nailed everything on from a game design perspective. You know, it just it's just set the stage for every other platformer had to do something a little bit different because no one could do Mario like Mario. So they all had to have a little bit of a twist on it, you know. Uh, maybe a little bit more action, a little, maybe a little bit more of some kind of a special mechanic, but just the moving and jumping, like that Mario owns that. But it started with that very first, that very first game. Yeah, top. Mm -hmm. wh wh where do you stand on on, uh, on the on the first Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, I'm for it. Um, <laughs> so uh, I actually we we would we didn't get an NES until a few years later on. So. Uh, while it was catching on, we didn't have one, so I had to go to my cousin. He had one. He was uh, uh, he was a little bit more spoiled than I was, so we were able to play over there. So some of my earliest memories was playing at, over at his house and uh, without instruction book in hand. And uh, so we didn't know all the mechanics, and it was just you know a lot of repeating and trying, seeing how we can get further and further. And one time I was trying to show off to him because like. You, you avoid the enemies. That's the whole point, right? And so we're getting better and better at avoiding the enemies. And, and one time I was going to hot dog at him a little bit. I said, hey, watch this. And I, I jumped on a Koopa and he was in a shell and I was jumping over the shell back and forth, back and forth. And I accidentally kicked it. And we didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> so we were like, oh, my God, did you see that? <laughs> but but otherwise, the thing that that I think about when I play it, even when I play it now, is is how much nuance there is in the controls. Now, the Mario controls have gotten more and more responsive uh, in every game. So, uh, But a big part of the challenge in the first game is, is getting really good at the controls. Um, and mm -hmm. that was very, very different from a lot of other uh, platforming games before. Now, there was, you know, Donkey Kong is a platformer. It's a single-screen platformer. Um, but the one thing that, that Mario brought... And may or may not have been the first, but uh, when 
on those earlier games, your your jump was canned. It was like Castlevania. Once you left the ground, it was already set in motion. You either did the timing right or you didn't. But with Mario, you had control to some degree over where you would land. You could back off of it. You could, you know, you could your jumps from uh, walking and running are different links. All these different bits and pieces that you had to learn uh, to to get proficient at the game. Um, and even when I played it now, uh, I'm kind of known in the in on the polykill side for I, I beat like 32 versions of it all in the same week uh, for uh, you know for you know for bragging rights basically. So as I was playing it, I noticed like just really paying attention to playing it. And this is a little, you know, maybe a little poetic or whatever, but it's you're not just controlling a game. It's it's a little bit like playing an instrument because every jump I'm feathering the controller one direction or the other to make sure that I'm going to land where I want to land. So it's it's just not as mechanical as run jump, run jump, run jump. You're you're actively controlling Mario the whole time because it is feeding you all these different kinds of challenges. You know, whether you have to land on a on a tiny one block you know, section or, or trying to make it to this moving platform or whatever it is. And so you're, you're active the entire time. And it's uh it's very, very thrilling still. Absolutely. The, you know, and, and you're right. I, I, I like to consider super Mario brothers kind of, it's, it's like sushi. It's the best sushi is simple, but uh, refined at the same time. You know, you don't see all the work that goes into it, but the way you do the rice, the way the rice is cooked, the way it's packed, the way the fish is cut, the way it might be brushed with something. It's all, it looks like I could put that together in two seconds when it comes to you, but it's really, it's it's all the, the detail that goes into it that really makes it special. And that's what Mario Brothers is to me. And uh, there, there's so many ways you can attack the game, so many different ways you can play it. And that's kind of what I want to jump into right now is, you know, uh, do you do you are you guys speed runners? Do you <laughs> do you take your time? Do you play every level? Do you do you go through? Do you get the warps? Uh, which warps do you do? Do you try and get through the game as quick as you can? Like, the, you know, I find uh, I I like to uh, I, I work at a game store, right? I get I, I play Mario all the time. It's a good tester game, and so I've gotten into the habit of uh, uh, when I test the game, I want to see if I can beat it on one life. Like I, I'll, I'll get to the warps and I'll just, I, I want to beat this game in, in like, uh, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, however long it takes. I can usually get to world eight, mm -hmm. um, using warps really quick, easily. But then I always like on world eight, one world eight, two world eight, three, I usually die, but that's like my challenge. That's like how, how I play the game. And, uh, how, how do you guys play the game? Let's, let's start with top. Yeah, my experience is very much like yours. Uh, when, when I was playing it most recently, I, I had surprised myself by getting all the way to like 8-3 or something before making my first like real mistake. <laughs> so uh, as, as good as you can get, and I'm not that good. You talked about speedrunning. Those guys take this game to a whole different level. I, I can't even approach what some of those guys can do. Um, but it was a game that like you weren't going to beat it on a rental. Um you really had to put in the, the practice. And we worked on that game for months after getting an NES. We worked on it for months and months. 
So my two play styles now, I'll either play front to back, no warps, or I'll take the farthest warps, just like you're talking about. So I'm going to warp to four, then I'm going to warp to eight, and then I'm going to try to beat it as quick as possible. And I do both, just whatever I'm in the mood for. So those are my two main play styles. Yeah, what about you, Joel? Uh, you know, same. I think that I think that they establish a lot of things in this first game, and one of the most important things they establish it is you can play it however you want. Um, mm -hmm. Every single game, even Mario Two, which when we talk about it, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about how it's different than the others. But even Mario Two, uh, we have uh, a warp a warp route through, uh, which can allow you to skip 80 percent of the levels. Or you can do every single level if you want. And even within levels, there are shortcuts. There are pipes to get through mm -hmm. uh, different portions of level. The very first level, 1-1, one, one, uh, there's a pipe that takes you right to the end of the level. Or you go through the full level. It's And then 1-2, your first big warp to you know way further on. They, they establish it very early. It's, it's clearly intentional. I think this is part of the general idea of Mario games are for everyone. And you can choose your difficulty. Yeah, that's a yeah. good point. And, and I want to ask think you really we'll... quick because this is really funny. So it, when you get to World 4, right? Let's say you warp to World 4, you got to World 4. There's there's the two warps in World 4, uh, mm -hmm. two, right? Which which one do you do? Do you do the one, the like hidden one with the beanstalk to get Yeah, the to... first one. The first one. Yep. Or do yeah. you do the to five? You do the first one. I think now... I didn't discover the second one until I'd beaten the game a million times. And I was like, oh, there's another warp here, but it doesn't take you as far. That's... Interesting. Wait, wait, so you're saying you knew about the Beanstalk one first? Yeah, I think that's the first one I discovered. I, I think that I'm pretty sure. Oh, was I see. That ago. was the one. That was the one that surprised me because you know you you do the warp from uh, World One Two where you get above and you're walking along the top, right? And so you just naturally assume, oh, I'm going to try and do that again. Whereas the the Beanstalk one is more hidden. Drives me nuts. Uh, it, do you guys have a strategy? for getting that beanstalk like say you're you're large fire mario right it's super hard because it's got the invisible blocks and you have to jump up in such a way that you uh don't you leave yourself enough room to jump does that make sense there's a block that if you hit it you'll block yourself from getting exactly the so you've got to avoid yeah. hitting that right. one yeah right and I, for years i've never been able to get good at that like i always have to be like small mario if i'm gonna pull it off what do you guys do what how, well, how, what's the strategy? You just don't hit there? that one. You you hit the vine block first, and then you, you hit the rest to, of the hidden coins from the right. Yeah, and uh -huh. get a couple there, then get on top of those ones. Yeah, and then you can hit the higher one. But if you try and hit from below, from ground level, you'll be stopped by that middle hidden block. So mm -hmm. you have to make sure that you you don't hit that first block. You have to go to the right, get on top of those other hidden blocks, and then you can hit the beanstalk without a problem. Because then once, it's, once you hit the beanstalk, you can go back and hit the other coins if you want to. Right. But there's the three three blocks. And it's yeah. like the furthest, if you're looking at the screen, it's the furthest left block uh, is the beanstalk. Mm -hmm. Right? Right? Or is it the middle? Yeah, the I think so. Is it the middle? Yeah. Well, either way, it's. I always find it so hard. I'll show some footage of it when we're talking <laughs> about it here. It's it's been the bane of my existence. I I so often and because I play it all the time, I I always think of that because that's always screwing me up. And I what I really want is to get Fire Mario to World Eight, so <laughs> I can just blow through. It's not that hard. You're making it difficult. I think. 
I think I am. I yeah. think. I am. Well, you know, here's the other thing. I'm getting older. My reflexes aren't what they used to be. <laughs> Tell me about I, it. I get up. I get up on that block, and then I slip off, and it's uh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I'm curious. Anything you guys don't like about Super Mario Brothers, Joel? Well, I, the most obvious thing would just be the controls because every single Mario game they get the, a little bit better with the controls. And yeah. you know, I, I I think people have some people have mixed feelings about the new Super Mario series. New Super Mario Brothers, one, two, New Super Mario Wii, New Super Mario U. I like that series a lot, but you mm-hmm. know, not everyone does. But um, like, you have things like you fall into a hole, but you can do wall jump, so you can get yourself out of a hole, so you can still save yourself. You have like the fluttery jump that can give you a little extra time, even without having a power up. You have all these little extra moves uh, that make the game more forgiving if you're able to utilize those things. And the original, the very very first game doesn't have that. So I would say that it's less accessible, but I would say that less than I would have said it 10 years ago, because, you know, uh, my, my seven year old kid really loves Mario maker too. And he plays the super Mario brothers one style all the time. He uses it to make levels. He plays other people's levels. So I, I might've said, you know, it just hasn't aged as well as like, you know, the Mario brothers three and the super Mario world and the later 2d titles, but actually, uh, I seem to be proven wrong wrong about that because younger players seem to actually enjoy it. Hmm. Well, I did when I was a younger player. Yeah. What, what do you think, Top? Anything yeah, uh, you don't like? And well, you don't he, have to not like anything. Right. I'm just curious, you know. No, Joel, Joel's got it basically right. The controls could be a little better, but I will say that the game doesn't ask you to do anything outside of the margin of what the controls can do. There's not much in there you have to be exacting on. There's plenty yeah. of difficult moments, but they're not they're not asking you to do anything crazy. Um, so and uh, I, I, I hinted on it earlier as the control got better, they had to figure out different ways of making the game difficult um, because mm-hmm. in the first one, most of the difficulty comes from the control. Um, and I don't think that's unfair, but you've just got to, you know, I guess, put in the time. Yeah, You know, I, I would say that uh, there's nothing that's outside of the realm of what you can reasonably do, with the one exception being uh, taking on uh, a Hammer Brother, where there's yeah. no other levels that they jump on, and you're a small Mario, and you have to get past them. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've never been able to do that. But that's again, a, that's a good point. you can show up with a, with a Fire Flower, choose your difficulty, yeah. and then, and then you're, and then you're fine, so... Yeah, I think the only I, I love the first Super Mario Brothers game. Um, in fact, I forgot to mention some of my best memories of playing the game come from um, there was a Italian joint growing up uh, that had a I don't know if it was a Nintendo versus or what it was. It was like a sit down arcade. It, it was kind of like this. One side had a game. The other side had a different game. So on one side was Red Tent, maybe. I think they're called Red Tent. Yeah, whatever they're called. So it had Mario, Super Mario Brothers on one side and Excite Bike on the other side. And I remember, and it was so gross because it was like at like an Italian joint. So everybody's eating pizza, getting greasy, like the (laughs) buttons and everything was just so gross all the time. But I sank so many quarters into both sides. I I love that. If I could, I don't own any arcade machines but i would be hard pressed to say like if i could only own one like i would love to get that one just from the nostalgia i absolutely nice. love that game 
Um, but uh, uh, what I don't like, I really, you know, I, th I think about this hard and what you got, you guys are making some great points. I don't like the jump. I think it's in eight, two where there's some little tiny thing yeah. and it's all about the momentum and it's the, the, the tiny, it's the most pixel perfect jump you got to make. That just drives me nuts. Drove me nuts as a kid drives me nuts as an adult. Uh, is it, does it necessarily need to be taken out? No, it's not bad. I just suck at it. And <laughs> that's what I'm going to complain about. Yeah, it's an adrenaline uh, rush though. It is. It's, it is an uh, adrenaline rush. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, we are going to keep this podcast rolling along. So I'm going to give you guys one last chance. Any memories, anything else you want to add before we uh, move on to the next game? So uh, top anything the only thing I, no, no, absolutely not. Um, if you haven't played it, you really ought to at least give it a try. Uh, it's it's still very, very available. <laughs> it's You don't have to work hard to track a copy down. Um, and we were talking about game design. Um, I will say that on the first one, if you, if and I, I'm not a programmer, but if you program or if you game design, a lot of things happen out of luck. And I do think they got very, very lucky with with some of the things they put in that game, because um, up until the last minute, you know, up was going to be the jump button. You know, uh, yeah. Mario was supposed to have a, a gun. You know, there was a bunch of things they decided not to do. And I think just the way the momentum works, the way it feels when you play uh, was a lot of good choices made. And I think they lucked into a, a few certain programming routines and said, yeah, that seems good. Let's go with it. And it built the foundation for the entire series. Yeah. Well said, Joel. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can't disagree with, uh, with any of that. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that everyone needs to play the game all the way through to the end. Uh, if you've never, ever touched it, um, and you find you put, you put it in a half hour, an hour, and you're not really having that much fun. You don't have to spend as much time as you need to to get good and get a warpless playthrough done. Uh, but you definitely should play it. You should absolutely play it. And you know, uh, one one is so iconic. If you if you're a Mario Maker two person, uh, mm -hmm. there's a, a world that somebody put up that was just like thirty different levels with different takes on on one one. It's great. Cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. You got some crazy so, things in that world too. <laughs> it's yeah, I haven't even gotten all the way through it yet, but uh, I love it. Yep, that's great. I want to point out too. I love Joel that you've got like is that Mario right over your shoulder? Uh, I got There's yeah, a fire I'm, flower uh, on the ceiling. That's, that's oh yeah, yeah. That's my that's my uh, my kid. He's in he's at that stage in life where he puts signs everywhere. And he creates he creates posters for video games that exist only in his head, like Super Mario World Four. Um, oh, what I would have given for uh, more Super Mario Worlds. Uh, but yes, nice nice little Easter eggs there in the background. So we're going to be moving on talking about the sequel, but of course, the sequel to Super Mario Brothers is just mired in controversy what do we what do we categorize as the sequel is it super mario brothers 2 that japan got is it super mario brothers usa or super mario brothers 2 the one that that we got what is the real one well i don't know i'm gonna leave that up to you guys but we're gonna go on the order that it was released and we're gonna talk about super mario brothers 2 that came out in uh japan first now this um you know uh we don't have to spend too much time on it it's very similar to the 
original Super Mario Brothers. And um, I got a little I got a little write up here. Let's see if I can get through this Super Mario Brothers, the lost levels, as it was called. Uh, in America, also known as Super Mario Brothers 2, is a direct sequel to the NES game Super Mario Brothers. The game was initially released in 1986 for the Japan-only family computer disk system. It uses a slightly altered version of Super Mario Brothers engine with some new features, altered graphics, and new enemy behavior, and different significantly more challenging levels. Very significantly. Nintendo of America originally deemed this game too difficult and too much like the original to sell well in Western countries. So in order to prevent the early series being associated with frustration and staleness, it adapted Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic and released it as Super Mario Brothers 2. This game was later released in Japan under the title Super Mario USA. Uh, the first time the game this game was released outside of Japan was its remake in Super Mario All-Stars where it gained the title Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels in 1993. Like I said, we don't have to spend too much time talking about this, but it is a part of the Mario lore and history and kind of fits what we're talking about. I don't know when the cart the cartridge club ain't going to do like a month where they just talk about this game. So we might as well talk about it now. <laughs> uh, it's very hard. What do you guys think? Let's start with top. Yeah, uh, I just beat this a few months ago myself. Uh, actually, way back in the day, I did ble- beat it on uh, on all stars, uh, but yeah. I beat it just a few months ago. And yeah, it's 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 definitely tough. There's a. Uh, it's not kaiju. It's not like the super crazy like they do now, but it is very, very tough. And there's a few, a few moments in there that are a little less than fair. Um, but it's, it's if you, if you want to challenge yourself, it's doable. Um, I would probably classify it as non-essential unless you just really, really want to push yourself um, through the Mario games. Yeah, well said, Joel. Uh, I also beat it back in the day uh, when the Super Mario R-Stars collection came out, which was after Super Mario World. It was not. It was a few years into the Super NES life cycle. Uh, there was actually a promotion, which I, I must have come with the game itself, uh, that if you were able to make it all the way through all eight worlds without warping, mm-hmm. then you would get access to World 9. And if you also went to beat World 9, they said, take a picture of your TV and send, send it in, and we'll send you like a little a patch that you can like sew into your clothes that says, you know, I'm, I, I don't remember what it said. I'm a super Mario super player. I beat world nine, no warps, something like that. And I sent away and I did get it. Uh, ah, I didn't actually, what? yeah, I don't have it anymore. And I never sewed into my clothes because I didn't have any sewing skills. Uh, but I did do that back in the day. You're blowing my mind. This was for all stars. Yeah. You are kidding. And how did you d- discover this? I, I, I'm pretty sure it was a promotion. So I, it probably came with like the instruction book, but you probably opened up the game package and there was the instruction oh. book and there was a little paper and it said, oh, you know, uh, if you manage to make it to World 9, no warps. Like I was thinking maybe it was a Nintendo Power thing, but then I thought, no, that doesn't yeah. make sense. It should have been with the game, not with it. I'm sure we could look this up, but yeah, I know not, I didn't yeah. have the patch. I'm not aware of that. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, the, I've never heard this either. That's amazing. And the fact that you got the patch, I want to go like look up these patches now. <laughs> One, yeah, I feel like the, uh, the the version that's on, so we didn't talk about this, but there is a, a Game Boy Color game, uh, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, and it comes with the original Super Mario Brothers and the Lost Levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was for the Game Boy Color, it came out in 99. This is before the Game Boy Advance. It's sort of the precursor to the Game Boy Advance series. Um, and so that's why there was no Mario Brothers 1 or Mario Brothers 2 in the Super Mario Advance series. It started with Super Mario Brothers 2, like Super Mario Brothers 2 USA. 
because they had already done those other two games, both on right. uh, Game Boy Color. But it, on that version, I played through it last year, including the Lost Levels version, and it seemed like it was different. So I feel like you have to actually play the Super Mario All-Stars version to get access to World 9, because there's like a, a World A, well, B, C, D, yeah. E. Yeah. But you have to you only, you get those, but you don't get World 9 unless you don't warp. But I, yeah. I went I'll through... The, the new version without warping and I never got to world nine. So they seem to have taken it out. They may have, I'm not sure what's in deluxe because I never played those levels on deluxe. Uh, but I can tell you the criteria for unlocking them in, in all stars is different than it was on the Famicom disc system. So uh, because of the disc system, being able to write to the disc uh, Nintendo on their games, they want to use these new functionalities. And so the, the unlock, and you would have to look up a fact. I'm paraphrasing, and I may get the details slightly wrong. So on All-Stars, like like you're talking about, if you beat it once, uh, if you beat it once, you can probably access A, B, C, and D. But if you beat it without warping, you'll access World 9, one way or the other. But like on the Famicom, the original, the disc system version, you have to like beat it like eight times in a row to finally unlock that content. They're expecting players to have these games for months and months and play them over and over again. And since it can save to disc every time you beat it, it just tracks your number of times through the game. And eventually it, you know, uh, drip feeds you this new content. So when I beat it, I, I played the disc system version, the, uh, the one they came out with on the Switch, which is just a port of that or emulation of that, honestly. I expected those new worlds to open up and they didn't. So I had to run to the internet real fast. It's like, holy crap, you've got to like do it multiple times to get those to unlock on the original version. But on All Stars, they made the unlock for that much simpler. Huh. And that's, I don't know is, about deluxe. Cool, you'll have to you'll have to look up deluxe. That's that's actually kind of maybe that's maybe that's how it is. Maybe it's that version, so it's the same deal because deluxe does have you know the ability Battery. to save. Yeah, right. So that's a huge difference. That's the thing with the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, the, some cartridges had a save battery, but the system itself did not. And none of the original Mario games that were released in North America uh, were savable. Right. Some. Some cartridges had save batteries. Which cartridges? Uh, which game? Uh, Zelda, Zelda Two. There's, there's. Oh, many. oh, just in general. In, not, in general, not not maybe okay. Dragon Warrior. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I thought you right. meant like certain Mario ones. Sorry. I was, no, was no, none of the Mario ones. Yeah. One. Oh, one city. We're gonna or talk else about. Leave it turned on overnight, but <laughs> no saving. I'm just. I still can't get over this patch thing. That's blowing my mind right now. I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of it. And I'm sure there's a picture on the internet. Know. Yeah, I'll find one. Wow, that's that's fun. So, Super Mario Brothers 2, really hard. I'm glad you guys played it, though. I haven't played it since uh, probably since I was a kid. Yeah, because it, it drove me nuts. And uh, all I remember, I mean, I, you know, from it being hard, but I also remember the uh, Bowser's Castle is such a maze at the end. Yeah. Uh, in, in in World 8 to, to do the end, yep. it just drove me nuts. And thank God for a save feature on Super Mario All-Stars. I don't know how anybody back in 1986 <laughs> did it for the disc system. Good Lord. But yeah, um, I will say, though, for this for that game, I, I agree that it's inessential. Uh, I don't really think of it as a true sequel. It's more like, uh, like DLC. a DLC pack. Yeah, yeah Jinx. Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was like. You know, it came out right after the first one. They said, Oh, let's just do a bunch more levels. Let's make it super hard. They added a couple of new mechanics, they added the wind levels, which are just annoying. Mm -hmm. They added, they had the, the poison mushroom, which is also annoying. Uh, but, uh, you know, Oh, backwards uh, it's warps. Part of the, 
and sorry yes oh backwards warps i forgot Back, about yeah. that more oh, that like was i was afraid to even because i i try not to use a guide so it's like i'm gonna play this warpless because i don't want to accidentally find a backwards warp so it's like i'm gonna that's one decision they made that's a bad one because you're supposed to be encouraged to explore well that kept me on the straight and narrow path i did not want to get trapped and have to go backwards in the game so that yeah. was, I understand it being a, a, you know, an increase of difficulty, but it just made my play style different. It's like, no, I'm not going to color outside the lines on this game because it'll punish me for doing so. Yeah, that's the weird thing about it. There's so many things, so many elements like that in the game that just punish you for no reason. Like the the poison mushroom in like the f- first level, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. same thing. Like, you, like how yeah. would you ever know that? How would you ever know that? They just did it to like, <laughs> stupid yeah. it really really was like a doc pack it really was yeah. their thinking was I, I mean the title of the game and this is what it is on on mario deluxe and i think this is what the from the original japanese it was like super mario brothers for super players it was like yeah. okay you play super mario brothers 107 times you know it inside and out you match the mechanics how are we to make this interesting for you they weren't trying to bring in a new audience they were saying here's more Here's a bigger challenge for you folks Good that call. have, you know, have gone nuts over Mario Brothers 1. Now we're going to play Mario Brothers 2. It was never meant to be anyone's first Mario. Yeah. For for what it's worth. I'm not saying that's necessarily an excuse, uh, but that was their thinking at least. That was the yeah. goal. No, absolutely. Well, and that's good. That's a good uh, point where we can transition to talk about the real Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 2. But before we do that, I got something special for you. So we'll be right back. ワタシカセリンよ。スーパーマリオ Love it. Love it. <laughs> I have a good time searching for these commercials and stuff. I always try and show something maybe you haven't seen before. And in my uh, searches, that was my favorite of the Super Mario Brothers 2 commercials I found. <laughs> it is new to me, so you succeeded. <laughs> All right. That's what I like to hear. So Super Mario Brothers 2, we have arrived. And did you know, World, that it wasn't originally Super <laughs> Mario Brothers 2? It was Doki Doki Panic. So Super Mario Brothers 2, known in Japan as Super Mario USA, is the second game in the Super Mario series outside Japan. It is a 2D platforming game originally released for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America on October 9th, 1988. After its release, the game became a commercial success, and eventually the game became well-received enough that it also was released in Japan as a result of Japan already having Super Mario Brothers 2, known in English as Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels and Super Mario Brothers for Super Players. The game did not make its debut in the country until after the release of Super Mario World on September 14th, 1992, making it Japan's fifth installment of the series. I, I found that interesting. I didn't know that, that in Japan, Super Mario USA is considered like the fifth Mario game. That's so weird. It's so it's, wild. You know, was that a standalone release, or did they just get that at the same time when they got like the... Mario R-Stars collection? Um, That's a good question. I mean, it came out in 92. I think All-Stars was 93, but I'm not sure when All-Stars came out in Japan. So 
Uh, well, from that ad, wasn't wasn't that uh, the eight bit version on the ad? So it sounds like it was just uh, something for the Camp Famicom still. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, pretty cool. But yeah, nonetheless, a fun little uh, piece of trivia there. So yeah, you want to talk about a one eighty? Uh, Nintendo was kind of notorious at this time for their sequels being radically different from the predecessor. You know, you look at uh, something like Zelda 2, completely different from Zelda 1. Um, uh, Metroid 2, not so different, but like going to the Game Boy, it was, uh, that was a big, a big jump, a big leap. I'm sure there's other examples. I don't know why I'm blanking on them now. Castlevania 2. Castlevania 2, perfect example. Yes, that's, that's uh, crazy, that one. Um, Contra 2 even had some, some different stuff, but it was more similar. Anyway. The point is, it is very different from the original game. Uh, you got vertical levels now. You got four characters you can choose from that all have different attributes uh, throughout the game. Um, you got uh, a new boss. No more Bowser. No more Princess Peach. We're talking Wart. And we're talking Subcon, the, the world that we're in. Um, and spoiler alert, it's all a dream. Who saw that one cut? That was an M. Night Shyamalan twist right there. Uh, but yeah, really fun stuff. I go back and forth in my head over this one or the original being my favorite, like, OG Mario game. So today it might be Super Mario Brothers 2. Tomorrow might be the original Super Mario Brothers. I don't know. That's a spoiler alert for later on. It's not Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, I love Super Mario Brothers 2. What do you guys think? Joel, let's start with you. Uh, well, like you said, it's uh, it was it was based off of a different game that kind of got reskinned. It wasn't just reskinned because they did a bunch of other stuff too. But uh, you know, the big big difference in mechanics because uh, you know Mario's main move in the first Mario was and and lost levels as well is you stomp, you jump on an enemy and you and you stomp them. And now this in this game, you try jumping on an enemy. And you find yourself landing on their head and they just keep walking along and they just walk along with you standing on their head. And you realize your new move is to pick things up. So you jump on an enemy and then you pick them up or you pick up uh, something from the ground, like a vegetable. Uh, and you throw enemies at enemies, you throw vegetables at enemies, and that's your main mechanic. Uh, another big difference is you don't have power-ups in this game. So you don't, you don't have any special mechanics other than the superstar, uh, which appears in a very different sort of way. Uh, and you do have um, you do have a, a sort of power up mushroom which increases your health, but it doesn't really give you any new new abilities. It doesn't like let you break bricks. There aren't any bricks to break. So it's it's uh, very different in that way. Uh, but there are some things that it does have in common. It's still a platformer. Uh, it has um, it has the ability to uh, to to go through doors, climb vines. Actually, there are no doors, are there? But there are vines. There are uh, instead of, uh, yeah, there's instead of doors. pipes. There's doors. In the original Mario? Oh, oh not, not in the original. The original. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I'm, I, said, I, 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 I said that in a confusing way. But uh, it, it had some carryovers, uh, but there are, a lot of, there are a lot of differences. But with those differences, though, um, a lot of the things that were introduced uh, ended up being really a big deal in the series. Um, some in a sort of a different form. Like most of the enemies don't really work in regular Mario games because the way that you fight them is different. But they introduced bombs. Uh, this game introduced uh, Pokey, a little cactus enemy. 
Um, and uh, it also introduced a bunch of enemies that you don't ever see again in a mainline Mario game, but you see them like everywhere else, like Shy Guys. You see them everywhere. You see them in all the side series. You see them in Smash Brothers. You see them in the Mario Party games. You see them in all the different Mario RPG series because it's a great enemy. It's a great design. It's iconic. Birdle, who doesn't love Birdle? Mm-hmm. Kind of weird and creepy, very adorable. You have mixed feelings about it. You're confused what your feelings are towards it. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, so I, I have a lot of nostalgia for this series. Uh, like the first Mario game, I I played this game like nonstop for like a year. You know, like every year I get a new game. I had a year that I was my new game was Mario 2. Nice. Yeah. Top? Yeah. So uh, I mentioned that we I didn't have easy access to an NES when the system was pretty new. So I was I was getting to learn Mario 2 not too long after playing Mario 1. So um had very uh, a lot of compare and contrast from from the two. The the control is a lot better. It's 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 as a matter of fact almost too responsive because it's a little slippery. Uh, I I had struggled with it the, my most recent playthrough just because I I just found it to be a little slippery and not hard to control, but it's just hard to dial in because I was I was not I was used to having a little more gravity perhaps. But uh, yeah, the the picking up mechanics. Um, it it feels good to throw things you can you can kind of precision throw you get good enough at it and i'm hitting stuff from across the screen um it all works really really well uh kind of surprising that they uh changed things so much and back in the day when it first came out we didn't know any better because like you said a lot of sequels were different you know and and it and it's very much a, a lot like other nes games of the time you know bright colorful graphics and it didn't stand out i mean it didn't stand out in a bad way it stood out in a good way um so really enjoyed the game at the time now flash forward though when three came out i kind of just dropped two (laughs) Uh, how dare you yeah i know i know and so i had to rediscover it through this playthrough and i found it to be uh very very charming um a lot better than i remembered it yeah well i played it for this month yes yes i mean like honestly i I dropped it back in 90 and yeah, didn't pick like, it up since All Stars was the last time I played it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, three goodness. superseded it entirely. And it's like, okay, I don't need that gameplay style anymore. And I just never played it <laughs> after that. Wow. So I so I was learning it from scratch. I, I it was kind of a shock at how many uh, of the secrets I still remembered. I, I didn't use any of the warps, but I, I located them, you know. So wow. That's that's crazy. I can't believe you you had this uh, this big gap. Um, one of the things I want to talk about with uh, uh, Mario Two, you know, um, is the music. I think the music in all the Mario games we we can you know talk about, but the the music in Two really sticks with me. And as iconic as the tunes are in in the original Mario game, you know, there's something about the music in Two that I absolutely love, like from the the choosing the character screen that I just I love the 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 Birdo music you know everything everything about the music in this second game sticks with me and my question for you guys is the whole series as a general one, one, two, and three, is there anything that, that, that music evokes in you when you hear it? Uh, talk to me. Let's, well, let's, let's, let's take a, a brief moment. Talk about the music. 
Yeah, well, for sure. I played them so much that I don't have to search far in my memory banks to know exactly where the song's from. Like you get a few notes on any of those songs and I can tell you what game it is like right away. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. always the case with every game because, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games, some of them do bleed together a little bit. But yeah, not these games. They're, they are iconic, all of them in their own way. Yeah. Joel, anything to, to add about that? Yeah, I, I agree. And um, it may not be the case that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto design Mario 2 from the ground up. Uh, but Koji Kondo did do the music, I believe. And uh, it holds up. Uh, every single Mario game from... A- every single Mario game, just period, yeah. in the mainline series, is just... The music is so good. Uh, but, you know, you know, since we are talking about Mario 2, that kind of Scott Joplin ragtime uh, theme is just... It's perfect. It's 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 a, one of the ways that it's, it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit different from the rest of the series, uh, but it's so good and it's still very very Mario to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. big fan. And I think you nailed it too. Like, talk about consistent quality o- over a bunch of games, but especially the mainline ones. Mario has just every single time like knocked it out of the park. You know, like I, I mentioned, I work at a game store and we play video game music all the live long day. And I still, I get tapping my toes when the, the Mario galaxy theme comes on or, or the uh, super Mario odyssey, the one that uh, Pauline sings, you know, uh, all those songs are just so good. And it all started here and it kind of, it set the bar so high. I'm assuming at Nintendo that, 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 you know, they came out of the gate swinging they had to they had to maintain that. And Shigeru Miyamoto probably was like, guys, we ain't we ain't effing up the music. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, ha- we had to mention the music somehow. Back to Super Mario Brothers 2. I'm really curious. You got four playable characters. You got Mario, which is kind of your all-around basic dude, right? You got Luigi, he's got the high jump with the legs. You got Toad, he's quick, he can pick up the 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 stuff the fastest. You know, he could, he's, he's a turnip puller, man. And then uh, Peach, of course, she's got the, the floating ability. What's your guys's, what's your main as the, uh, as the kids would say these days, Joel, do you have a main in, in Super Mario Brothers 2? Back in the day, my main was definitely uh, Toadstool. And my second choice would have been Luigi. I basically never used Toad or Mario. They do have some advantages. Pe- that Pe- Peach time Mario, right? Just, hmm? Peach or Mario, or Mario, right? Peach or Mario? You said, no, you no, said no, your, I, your man I was Toad? Toadstool. 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 Princess Toadstool, toadstool. I should have Princess Toadstool. Clear. Oh. Princess Toadstool was my main. Yes. And then uh, and then Luigi. But I never used Toad. I never used Mario in the day. Uh, Toad is actually really, really useful for some levels. So of course, you have to know in advance you're going to a level with a lot of digging. And then it's like, oh, you should use Toad. But if you don't know that in advance, um, you know, you can't go wrong with 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 Peach in a level where you can fall into a pit and die. Being able to float is pretty useful. Hmm. Top, you got a yeah. main? Yeah, I main Peach, and then Mario would be my backup. Uh, and it's you know it's not really easy mode, but it definitely gives a little bit of a of a comfort uh, considering like yeah, it's it's all about jumping and a lot of times about climbing, and so just to have that little bit of backup just in case you miss a little bit, that's usually who I would main. But I, I keep Mario in the rotation too. Yeah. 
Well, I'm 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 there with you. Uh, I love Peach. I, I would say as a kid, Peach was the go-to. Um, which hashtag girl power, right? We're all <laughs> we're all picking Peach. Um, but as an adult, I find it's I'm all about Toad, man. I want to be quick at picking up the the stuff, you know, when you, whether it be fighting Birdo or you know in a level. I just Toad is just so fast. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love I love the speed. So Toad's my main man now. Um, yeah, we're getting we're getting near the end of Super Mario Brothers two here. Again, I'll give you a, a, a shot to say anything else you want. I'm. I just personally want to say I. Uh, I love that Super Mario Brothers two had a different villain in Wart. Um, that's one criticism I have for like the series as a whole. I wish they would introduce more villains than just Bowser every time. Uh, I loved. It was just a breath of fresh air fighting wart and uh i'm so bummed that he's like never shown up again i mean he's had a couple cameos and like links awakening and i don't know i'm sure there's something else but like i I was fighting for him to be a fighter in smash ultimate i was really really pushing for him to show up as smash ultimate like come on right yeah at least as a like a shadow character for k rule or something yeah hashtag justice for (laughs) Wart. top spot what yeah. about you wait what do you okay so anything? i will say one thing that i really like uh especially noticed on this playthrough was uh the boss battles are very good um yeah. i think that's something that we'll talk about in three uh kind of suffers a little bit um but the boss battles in two are actually quite good even though some of the bosses are repeated you know it's, it's just one of those things but it's still nice okay. to have a, a boss battle and then as far as something I don't like, I'm going to go back on something that Joel said earlier about having to know in advance. There's a lot of secrets in there and most of which you can find on your own. But some of the secrets like the power ups where the location of the power up uh, mushrooms, it's built for communal sharing of secrets. It's not built for you discovering the, those on your own. So if you don't have a guide, like what are you going to do? Like just put a potion down every screen across the entire stage until you find where the mushroom is. There's no tells. There's no hints. A lot of them you you can kind of figure out, well, it's probably in this location. But by and large, a lot of times I just wouldn't bother trying to find them. Like on this playthrough, I hadn't played it in over 20 years and I did not remember where they all were. And ultimately it's like, well, I just won't worry about it. I'll just have to play better with fewer hit points because I'm, I don't know where it is. And I don't know where it so, so it doesn't communicate some of its secrets in a way where you could uh, realistically find it on your own unless you're dedicating yourself to finding those secrets. So that would be one drawback. Now, uh, you know, the original Zelda has things like that. And a lot of it is the idea is that you will share these secret, secrets with your friends and with the community. But uh, just playing it, you know, alone in my living room, I, I just wasn't finding what I was meant to find. That is a solid point. Yes. And it drove me nuts as a kid. Cause again, it, a lot of games now, especially, uh, would kind of help you with that. They'd put a coin over here, something, something that's a little intuitive. You know, if you played enough games, you kind of know, okay, drop it here. But I think Super Mario Bros. 2, ridiculous. You have no idea where you're supposed to drop those, those mm-hmm. things. Uh, yep. and yeah. And, and I would, I still to this day I was I did the same thing as a kid. Do it now. I never bother. I don't care. I'll do it on two hearts. That's right. It. I don't, right. You know. Uh, Joel, you know I think the the only other thing I would I would say about Mario Two is uh, it was a big deal in sort of the uh, surrounding media franchises. You know, have you ever read any of the like the Valiant comics that you know Nintendo 
Nintendo Powers, Nintendo Comic System uh, that they put out. Um, and if you played, if you if you watched, of course, the original Super Mario Brothers Super Show, um, the Super Mario Brothers two enemies were pretty big in those in those uh, yes. in those shows and in those stories. Super it was like, Show pulled a lot from the first two games. Yeah, yeah, because yes. it, because it was like you know 88, 89, 90, 91. Uh, Mario 3 uh, was just about to come out or hadn't come out yet when they were making all these shows or maybe the shows were being released and Mario 3 was out, but it hadn't been out at the time they were writing all these episodes and making all these mm-hmm. comics. So it was actually like shy guys who were showing up a lot as like yeah. the standard uh, the standard foot soldier of Bowser, which which doesn't make <laughs> sense within the mainline canon. But, you know, you saw a lot more shy guys than you saw Goombas. You saw shy guys mixed mm-hmm. with Koopa Troopas, or you saw just shy guys. Uh, sometimes with the Koopalings, when they started bringing the Mario Three stuff later on, they but they kept the shy guys. They kind of became a big thing. There were even these Nintendo Choose Your Own Adventure books. The shy guys appeared in those a lot too. <laughs> so they were like a big yeah. thing, like from the time Mario Two came out until probably Mario World came out. They were they showed up a lot in this others in this other stuff outside of the actual games. Well, and as far as we knew, they could have become the standard enemies. You know, we didn't know it was yeah. going to play out that way. Yeah, until Mario Three came out, yeah. uh, the horizon was completely unknown for the future of Mario. Yep, absolutely. And let us not forget, uh, you know, you talk about how important Super Mario Brothers Two is. Um, that that's uh, Grace is the first cover of Nintendo Power. Yep, that's that's issue one it's with issue. our boy Wart. I might point out is on issue one of Nintendo Power. Gets no love, my boy. That's a great <laughs> cover, even though the colors on Mario's outfit are wrong. They're yeah, I they're know, reversed. drives me nuts. <laughs> but it's great. I'd love to have a poster of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Uh, you know, they're flying on the magic carpet, which is in Super Mario Brothers too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. One thing I want to add about Super Mario Brothers 2. I can't believe I almost forgot to say this. Uh biggest anxiety inducing thing in like any Mario game is the the damn masks that follow you around. Oh yeah. Panto. Panto. Yeah. Oh my <sighs> would like give me heart attacks as a kid. You know, there's there's certain I, I remember like this uh Sonic 2, the the um pink goo level, right? Uh, the, with the timer when you'd run out of air, don't yep. like that would get me my heart pumping. But right up there is Fanto, like with with getting the, the keys. Damn it, it just give me a heart attack. I I I still I think I have like PTSD from these things, like ga- gaming PTSD <laughs> from these things. It was legitimately uh, scary. Uh, that is yeah. one of my favorite revisions in in All Stars is in those Fanto rooms. There's a giant Fanto on the back wall, and his eyes illuminate when you grab the key. That's one of my favorite I things know, they yeah. added. Yeah. Just lets you know, like <laughs> I'm coming for you. It's on. Let if you're watching this on YouTube, let us know in the comments below other gaming PTSD things you got out there. I'd I'd love to hear it. But yeah, those are the top two that come to my mind: is Fanto and the Sonic underwater. Anything underwater in Sonic. So we're talking Mario Brothers two. Now we're starting to move into Super Mario Brothers three. This is the big one. This is. This is a hoo-ha. Ooh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Am I right? Well, oh, yeah. before we get I got one more. Got one more little surprise for you. So we'll be right back to talk Super Mario Brothers 3. Yo, Johnny, Mickey D's. Thanks. Ah. 
What's in McDonald's Happy Meal? One of four Nintendo Super Mario Brothers 3 toys. A Mario toy that jumps. Or an acrobatic little Goomba. A pullback Luigi. Or a hopping Koopa Paratroopa. One toy with each Happy Meal you buy. I love it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was, you know, I, I could do research as the host of this show, but <laughs> research, get out of here. It's just the cartridge club. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3. Can you think of any other video games that got Happy Meals or toys like at a fast food place before Super Mario Bros. 3? I think it. No, actually, I wouldn't say it's the first. Some of those arcade games may have. There was a lot of push for Pac-Man and Donkey Kong. and But I think I think common lore is that they were the first for Happy Meals, at least. I, I think so, too. And that's one of the reasons I chose the commercial is it's kind of important, you know. And that little set of four toys is super collectible today. I mean, people want the whole display thing. They want the Happy Meals boxes. <laughs> we, we got a Goomba right there, my boy. You got the whole Eddie, set? I do have the whole set. Yeah. Do you, do you have all five no, because, I don't have the other little um, Mario um, sets. Actually, there's five, not four. What, pray tell, Top. What's the what's the magical fifth? So up uh, up for uh, from the 80s into the 90s, uh, McDonald's produced for each set generally a an under three child toy as well, and most of the times they were themed to the set. So it's a little PVC Mario. It doesn't do anything, but it's just a little a hollow PVC Mario figurine. So that's the the extra one you have to get. They're not rare. You can get it on eBay, even still bagged. But mo you know, a lot of people don't know about it. So um, yeah, yeah, you got to get all of them. See, this is why I got you here, Top. Because mm. you think I'm going to come at you with these fun facts? Absolutely not. No, that's why I bring on these pros over here. That's awesome. I love that you have the toys here. Did you know? Did you? Because you saw the outline. Because you had those at the ready. You were like. Whoosh! Quick draw McGraw over here with the, the McDonald's. Well, I mean, toys. I knew we were talking about Mario Three, so yeah. uh, I, I that you know seems appropriate. I also have my my Mario mug. I, yes, yes. So that. Does that change color? Does that change it, color? With it does change color. In fact, it's it's uh it's it's gone black again. But basically, yeah, it was blue when water, you drank out of it earlier. Yeah, yes, it, I know it changes that, color. Yeah. So when I had my my fresh tea in there, you could see Mario and you could see the blue sky. Now you can see. You know the Mario one level, but uh, sweet everything else is hidden. Yeah. Hey, real quick, That's... we didn't we didn't talk about it on Mario one, but when I saw that arcade version, that that blue sky is another thing that stood out. Uh, up until that point, a lot of arcade games were on black backgrounds, That's and so right. that was an early video yeah. game that it was like, oh my gosh, it's like full bright color. Like uh, that was not a common experience for me to see. Yeah. Uh, on video games or arcade games. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like more of a world. Yeah, less right. of a video game, you know. And then and when, it, when it goes black, you know it's something's about to go down, <laughs> like the underground levels. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> or or when you're doing the black levels later on, like yeah, during uh -huh. uh, above ground, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Or yeah, the Mario Three uh, airship levels. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh God. Ugh. Okay, here we are. We're at Mario Brothers Three. Let's uh, let's chat it up. I have my thoughts. I'm going to reserve them because I I feel like. We're going to let you guys talk first. Uh, top spot. Chat yes. me up. Super Mario Brothers 3. What do you Ab think? Absolutely love Super Mario 3. Um, definitely on the short list of probably top top 10 games to this day. 
Uh, if you had caught me 15 years ago, 10 years ago, it'd probably be top five. But there's been a lot of good games that's come out since then. But yeah, I was I was all about the Mario three uh, back when it came out. Um, played played the ever loving crap out of that game. <laughs> really, really did. And uh, between three and world, I, three usually edges it out for me. So of this trilogy, it's my favorite. Um, of the first four, it's very oftentimes my favorite. All right, Joel, what about you? You know, I think this is uh, the first video game I, I can remember being advertised in a way that if you were a kid at the time, it was everywhere and you were obsessed about it and you thought you were going to explode if you if you didn't get your hands on it. I mean, we had the we had the McDonald's toys, of course. Uh, do you guys did you guys have the popsicle peep promotion? Was that I'm in Canada. Was that a thing in the US as well? Doesn't sound familiar to me. No, I never. Oh, heard of that. maybe not. Okay. Do you do you have popsicle brand popsicles? Have you heard of that brand? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I think, popsicle I think that's the standard. Yeah. was the guy, the character. He was just like a a redheaded guy. I think he was redheaded. He like his body was a popsicle, but he had like a human head. And he he was on a popsicle stick, like a like a flying surfboard, like a silver surfer. That doesn't matter. Uh, what matters is you would buy <laughs> these popsicles. And you would eat the popsicles, and then on the stick, once you like ate the popsicle, you would see the part of the stick that would tell you how many popsicle points you could get. And if you got enough popsicle points, then you could get a three co- a free copy of Super Mario Brothers three. Whoa! It was a big deal, and uh, I understood that I had to eat a lot of popsicles, but I wasn't. This is the same. It's it's the whole thing. A few years later, with the with the patch all over again. I got the patch, and I didn't know how to sew. When it came to this popsicle thing, I knew how to eat the popsicles. I didn't understand collecting points or filling out like a form or sending things in the mail. So I, I, I ate a lot of popsicles, but I never got a copy of Mario Brothers 3. I had to wait for a birthday. But it was a big deal. Like everyone was obsessed about popsicles. Everyone was obsessed about Mario Brothers 3. It was just we couldn't wait until it came out. And, and of course, uh, there was also a, a, a fairly well-known movie that uh, also played a role in getting that hype up. So Mario Brothers oh, 3, we'll talk it was about everywhere. That. We'll talk about that. It was everywhere. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it there for now. But uh, hold on. I, I want to, before we get off the Popsicle business, uh, how is this supposed to work? You're supposed to send them a bunch of like used Popsicle sticks? That's is that how correct. this works? That's right. Yeah, <laughs> That is correct. You've boiled it down. <laughs> what? That's like the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> do you remember pepsi points yeah late 90s yeah oh yeah those were a little bit more portable than popsicle sticks but nevertheless same same principle yeah that's just the the craziest thing that's that's so gross but i mean hey whatever you know i, I don't i don't run popsicle pete's you know promotions or whatever uh yeah super mario brothers 3 um i don't know what it is about this game but i it's just it does not hold the same nostalgia and love in my heart that most people seem to have for it. Well, I don't then know. You, you can't talk anymore. You need to go away. <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't know why. I, you know what? I have a couple things. I have a couple things. I, like I said, my Nintendo broke when I was a kid and we got uh super Nintendo that Christmas. And so my love for super Mario is all about Super Mario World. That was the 
game, the packing game that came with the system. I love Super Mario World. I don't think I played Super Mario 3 until after Super Mario World. And it felt like such a step back for me. I was like, what, what is this? And because it was so, it was similar. It's not like super, the very first Super Mario or even two. It's It's like... We're on the way to Super Mario World, but we haven't got there yet. It is the equivalent of me. It's it to me. It is the equivalent of the Wii U to the Switch. It's like they're almost mm. there. They haven't quite figured it out yet. But they but mm. the next one, they're gonna knock it out of the park. That's what Super Mario Brothers Three is to me. And I know you're probably like, this guy's crazy. Like mm. Super Mario Brothers Three is perfect. The Tanuki suit, la 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 la, whatever. And you're probably right. But I'm just saying, for whatever reason. I just I don't get the the ooey gooey fuzzies in my tummy when everybody starts gushing over Super Mario Brothers three. And that's okay. That's so we're gonna mute Curtis here. <laughs> 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 I I can see what you're saying, but that is not my experience. Um, in my opinion, and these are just opinions, and it doesn't really matter. But like Super Mario two, um, is is it fits in well within its contemporaries on the NES other games that came out around that time, your mega man's and everything else. It fits in perfectly along with those, but three is like a step up from other NES games. Um, it's scale in its scope. It's, it's, it's just something more than you got out of a lot of other NES games. I'll tell so, you, let me tell you something. Shoot. The, the worst offense, super Mario brothers. 3 oh made. Yeah. You're you're right. I I know what you're gonna say, and you're absolutely right. And I think all three of us feel the same way. Go ahead. No save feature. Yeah, that is too large of a game to not have a Come way to on. track your progress. How do you do that to Super Mario? Bros.? It's just you cannot beat it in one sitting. Super Mario Brothers one, absolutely one sitting. Super Mario Brothers two, you can do it in one sitting. It's a little bit longer. But Super Mario Bros. 3, get out of town. That's tough to do in one sitting. I mean, you mm-hmm. got to have some Towers. time. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of, lot of Nintendos got left on overnight because of that. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I promise you that. And, you know, exactly. Thank God for Super Mario All-Stars, which finally did add a save feature to all these games. Um, but, yeah, that is a that is a that cannot be overlooked. When we're grading Super Mario Bros. 3. And regardless of what you think, I can appreciate that everybody and their mother seems to think Super Mario Bros. 3 is like the greatest game on the Nintendo. I could not give it a perfect 10 out of 10 or a 5 out of 5 just because of that save feature missing. You, I have to dock points for that. That is, I can't, I can't turn a blind but eye. There are some games that every, I can turn a blind Every eye. re-release since has some kind of a save feature, though. Whether it's all stars, or... <laughs> we're talking well, about the OG. They... <laughs> Fine, <laughs> it's it's missing it, and that is a huge, huge thing. You want so, some other things I don't like about it? Uh, yeah, all all the uh, the the boss fights. Now, yeah, yeah Mario is kind of notorious for like all the boss fights are kind of the same. You could say the same thing. You're running across the bridge and getting the axe for Bowser in, in Super Mario Brothers Two. Super Mario Brothers Three has like three four bosses it's got like birdo the mouse thing the snake wart that's pretty much it and they're all basically the same thing there's also a crab. you know what there's also a crab in mario 2 claw grip oh you're right you're right okay yeah see mario 2 is just better super mario bros 3 
all, all the Koopa kids. You got that weird floppy turtle guy that's in the castles, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you got Bowser at the end, which I do like the Bowser fight. The Bowser that's, fight's that's, good. Yeah. Bowser fight's good. But the other ones, stupid. And the dumb airships, it's a lot of it's a lot of repetition. You know, they may think they're fooling you with their pipe world and their giant world and their cloud world and all that, but you're just doing the same stuff over and over in every world. You know, you're, you're, you're getting to the airship at the end. You're, you're falling through the sky. You're, you're fighting the, the, the Koopa kids, which is like the same thing over and over. Anyway. Joel, take this man down on that. Huh? But the overall variety in the game is incredible. You know, boss fights aside. Uh, it is amazing how many cool, weird twists that you come across in that game. Like you go to the giant world and all of a sudden the Goombas are huge. That's amazing. And you're not, you're cool. not clued into that. It just happens organically and you get there. And it's like, Oh my God. Like, what is this? You suddenly, you know, this is, this is a nice one. Like a second world. Uh, you have the first world. It's like, you know, it's almost like the first, the first world, world one land one it's it's like uh almost like a single screen arcade game but for the map and then you go to the second land and you realize it's multiple screens it's so much bigger and then you go in and uh one of the one of the early things in the in the first world is you see these flying goombas flying goombas paragoombas and they're dropping miniature goombas like little raindrops and when they land on you they don't hurt you but they cling to you so you can't jump high and then basically it makes you easy prey for the swooping Paragoomba. And then you go to the second world and there are these little blocks jumping around. And then you jump on one of these blocks and smash. It's like, and now I'm getting attract, attacked by the bricks. That's never happened before. You smash them this. and then you see a little miniature Goomba coming out. You're like, it's those little Goombas again. It's those yep. miniature Goombas again. They're hiding in the blocks. Like everything's up for grabs. Like you, the, the blooper has babies. There's the big giant fish that spits out the little fish. I mean, yeah. It's yeah, everything is the, the and also that same giant fish, uh, Big Bertha can Big Bertha, uh, in yeah. different contexts can swallow, swallow you, you all. up, mm-hmm. instant kill. Just there's so much in this game. It's just one thing after another after another, and we haven't even talked about the power ups. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Well, let's let's talk about the power ups. There are what so many power ups. There's Na- the name them all suit. right now. You can't miss a single one, or I'm gonna kick you off the podcast. It is the raccoon suit. Uh, not to be confused with the Tanuki suit, which is different. There's the Hammer Brothers suit. There's the Frog suit. There's your classic Fire Mario. And I guess if we can count, we can count your your Super Mario mushroom power-up. And the star, but I don't think that the star is the same category because it's time-limited. Depending on the level. Is that is that everything? Yes. Joel, you're kicked off the podcast. You forgot the boot. You forgot the big boot. Oh. That's not a power-up. That's a vehicle. Yeah, right. A vehicle. Oh, now it's just sem- we're just splitting airs here. This is just semantics. Come on. I want to play the whole game too. in the I wish we could right. play the whole game in the boot. I do. You know what? That I, I think that I, I don't know if I'm making this up or if I read it in an interview somewhere. Uh so that's my source. But uh there I, I think I, I remember hearing that they had planned on doing more with that shoe, the Kuribu shoe the boot that with the Goombas in it uh, that you could ride. And then they just forgot. And they're like, Oh, we only did one level with that, with that boot. And then why didn't we ever do it again? It was a good idea. Why didn't we ever do it again? And you know, when you talk about the one flaw being the lack of a, of a save feature, I would say 
two smaller flaws are we need more of the Kurabu shoe and we need to have more than like two Hammer Brothers suits in the entire game because you don't want to use it because they're they're so rare. So you end up keeping it till the end of the game. And then you, ever, you end, up, end up never using it. Right. It's true. Did you, men- you mention the frog suit too, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay, good, good. That was a test. You passed. Very good. Uh, yeah, lots of good, lots of good power ups. And you know, I played through this one recently, and um, I, I decided I'm no no warps because, of course, we got the warp whistles in it. Um, and uh, I, I went through the whole thing. Um, and one thing that I found, and I'm wondering if you guys thought this. I thought the levels because there's a bajillion levels in this one. I thought they a lot of them were too short. I felt. Yep, a lot of them are a lot smaller or shorter than you think they are. Uh, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of just throwing a a, a free for all conversation here. So we'll talk about things that I don't like about it. Um, yes, here we go. <laughs> so we mentioned the bosses are repetitive and and somewhat too easy once you get good at them. Talked about not having a save feature. Another thing that uh, Joe hit upon earlier: Nintendo, the way they develop a lot of their games is there's multiple tiers of difficulty based on what you want to do. So just flat out, you know, playing it and getting to the end is one, but then like finding things or collecting things or going for a completion that adds different layers for players that want to put more into it. The, the issue with Mario three from my most recent playthrough too, some of the levels are long. Some of the levels are very, very short, but the only incentive they have to get you to explore is more coins and one ups. But once you're already a decent player, you don't need the coins or the one-ups. So I'm skipping large segments of levels because I don't have to go for those things because they don't have hidden things for you to go for completion bonuses, which ties back into, well, it won't save anyway. You know, mm-hmm. um, oh. this, go ahead. Also, you can't go back to worlds you've already beaten. That's that's a good point. You There is a way to warp backwards at least once, but... I'll, I'll take that at face value. You're right. Yeah. Right. Um, so they, they built a lot of intricate bits into a lot of these levels, but you, that doesn't mean that you'll see them. Like uh, I also like for the most part, the new super Mario brothers uh, war, uh, games, but they give you things to look for. You've got to try to track down the coins where well, there's no special coin for this. They hadn't quite figured that out yet. And even though Mario world isn't in the purview of this uh, podcast, they do it in there too. You got dragon coins and different things, but none of them are required and they only give you points and lives. So it's like, well, I don't care then. So I'm not going to go mm-hmm. after those things. Um, so if this, I think this game holds up the best of the three, in my opinion, uh, for a modern gamer's appetite. If you are able to save <laughs> and if you like platformers, I think it holds up the best. But if they did a deluxe style remake of this, where they added in something, red coins, just something like they did on Super Mario Deluxe to, to make you want to explore all the different parts of the levels because a lot of levels you can just fly straight to the end and miss entire segments of. Yeah. Of course, yeah. you can also skip almost, almost the entire game, not just parts of levels. You yeah. can work to the end. And uh, I don't know uh, what your experiences were, but for me, the first time I beat this game was uh, you know, warping warping to world eight out for the 50th time. And then finally managing to get through that last level. I couldn't manage to beat. Yep. Uh, and then after I had beaten the game many, many, many times, go I back thought, through, Maybe I'll try going the through without the warp whistles. Yeah. I'll see world seven for the first time. And you know what? World seven is a delight. Mm-hmm. That's the sky one, right? 
No, no seven's the pipes. Pipe oh, made. the pipe world. Yeah, the pipe world's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. lots yeah. of weird, weird stuff. They do they do some vertical levels. They do the wraparound thing where you walk to the left and you show up on the right. Yeah, like that and, only shows the, up in that world. And they require it. It's not just a thing that happens. Like you could do it in two as well, but here it's like really required to. to progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I realized I didn't read my little write up, and I want to read it for this one because there is some fun stuff that I want to talk about that's mentioned in this. Uh, this is a little bit longer one, so let me let me get through this really quick. Super Mario Brothers 3 is a platform action-adventure game for the Famicom and NES and is the fourth installment in the Super Mario series. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was released for consoles in Japan on October 23rd, 1988, North America on February 12th, 1990. That's the first thing I want to talk about. That's kind of crazy that yep. Japan got it two years before us. A year and a half, that's, yeah. Or a year and a half, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty crazy. And then it was released in Europe and Australia on August 29th, 1991. Uh, prior to its North American release on the NES, Super Mario Bros. 3 was ported to the Nintendo Play Choice 10. So that's interesting. So it actually, you could play it on an arcade before you could own it, which I didn't know about. Uh, uh, that's or that's the, the Play Choice 10. Kind of part of the marketing push. Yeah. Uh, really, really interesting. You know, I, I, things I didn't know. Uh, the first game in the series since Super Mario Brothers to not derive its gameplay from another game, Super Mario Brothers 3 retains the same level-based platformer mechanics of previous titles. These core mechanics are iterated upon, featuring greatly expanded levels, several new power-ups, new enemies and bosses, more fleshed-out multiplayer mode, a world map, and many optional levels and secrets. The game has gone on to become one of the most influential titles for the Mario franchise, and uh, several elements introduced in this title have since become franchise mainstays, including landscape-themed worlds, the Koopalings, airships, and toad houses. The game features a unique stage play-esque aesthetic with objects being bolted to the background or suspended by ropes and casting drop shadows. Uh, I want to get back to that in a sec. Additionally, the end of most levels feature Mario traveling offstage on a black backdrop to complete them. This led to a long-standing rumor that the game was a stage play put on by the Mario cast, an idea later confirmed by series creator Shigeru Miyamoto. Super Mario Bros. 3 has received near-universal critical acclaim since its release and is one of the best-selling NES and Super Mario games of all time. I want to touch on the aesthetic of it being a stage play. That's one of my favorite things about uh, this game. It's so weird and different, and I love it. From the opening screen, when you turn on the game, you got the curtain uh, rising and revealing the, the, the title, and uh, it, it's it's great. It's great. Um, I love the, the going off to the black at the end of each level. Um, I wish more Mario games. If the, if there's one thing you can you can say about the original three, you know the OG kind of set the set the bar. Uh, two, you got this weird dream world thing going on. Three, it's like a stage play. I love these weird swings that the the Mario franchise took back then. And I, if, if I had a criticism for later releases, I wish they would do more stuff like that. Cause you just, you just don't get that now. Yeah, you so know, the, um, the newer ones are more cookie cutter. Yeah. I see what you're saying. More cookie cutter. Absolutely. Uh, aside from something like a paper Mario or, you know, one of the uh, uh, spinoffs, spinoff games, but the mainline series is, yeah, it's a little, little bit cookie cutter these days. Um, any any thoughts on that? No, you summed it up well. Um, we can't talk about Super Mario Brothers three without talking about we we kind of mentioned it before. Uh, the Wizard, which 
served as a giant promotion. It was basically a commercial for Super Mario Brothers 3 and Universal Studios. What do you guys think about The Wizard? Joel? Uh, I love that game. Uh, sorry, that movie when I was a kid. And of course, uh, you know, Fred Savage was like a big star at the time. He was in The Wonder Years. I watched that when I was a kid. You know, I was younger. He, he, he was about a kid who was older than me, but I, I liked the show. And then, and then he's in that movie. And I, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Tom? I enjoyed it too. I, I've got, even at the time, I've got a little bit of a, of a streak of cynicism. And so I know what it is, but it still has a decent story. The characters are, are fleshed out. It's got it's a, a little bit of heart to it. So as commercial and crass as you could imagine it is, it still has all the pieces there of, of a fine kids movie. And, and I appreciated it for that. Yeah. I I love it too. Yeah. I mean, I was a big fan of wonder years, love Fred Savage, the girl. uh, I had like the biggest crush on her growing up. Um, uh, The, uh, uh, the, the other thing I love that it, it, it's almost like a time capsule of what it was like at universal studios back then. I love that they show the old King Kong ride and, all this other stuff, uh, you know, that doesn't exist anymore. If you go to Universal Studios, right. that's not how it is anymore. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a commercial, but I love they, they, they captured this moment in time, and then of course the reveal of Super Mario Brothers three at the end. I love the host. He's such a weird dude. He's got this oh, like yeah. smoker like voice. He's like, <laughs> we're talking Super Mario Brothers three. <laughs> it's the best ever. I like it's every. There's so many iconic things. They got this stage. You know, you got Lucas, the bad guy with the power glove. You know, it's so bad. Um, him playing <laughs> Rad Racer, like in the middle of the, the movie. It's just Christian Slater is in it. Oh, yeah. Like Christian Slater, just out of the blue. He, he's like a supporting character in this. Bo Bridges. Um, Bo Bridges. Can't go wrong with Bo Bridges. Uh, yeah, it's just, I love that film. Got it on DVD. I still watch it every now and again. It's a good movie. Like if you're doing work in the office or something, I'll throw it on and have it going in the background. Uh, the kids, the the the, the little kid, um, I forget the little boy's name, who's the wizard. Um, you know, him going, California. California. Love, yeah. Dude, I say that all the time still. <laughs> California. Um, yeah, I just, I, I love it. I love it. I love, love, love the wizard. And we should nice. mention that it's, it's sort of a, it's it's a reference to Pinball Wizard by the Who, nice. Which is all yeah. about you know, uh, a savant. I, yeah, yeah, a savant pinball player who uh, was deaf and blind, couldn't see it, but felt it, felt felt the game, yeah. and you know, so that this is like the the, I guess it was when did this when did this movie come out in 1990, 91? So it's 90, the early 90s 90. version of that 70s that 70s song. Yeah. A Nintendo wizard. Um, yeah. Can't, can't go watch the wizard. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> do we have anything to add about super Mario brothers three before we uh, start wrapping this up? I'll just add one thing. Things. This is a, uh, um, it's, it's still hard to wrap my head around this, that we got super Mario two, two weeks before Japan got super Mario three, that those games are actually contemporaries of each other. We yeah. didn't get three until a year and a half later, you know, and you're you were at the time so used to bogus rumors. So you would hear there's a Super Mario three and you're like, I don't know, you know, because <laughs> people just say all kinds of things about their uncle who works at Nintendo. Um, so it was kind of hard to believe. And 
And then when it launched, it's got a 1988 copyright on the title screen. I thought, oh, some somebody messed up. Like <laughs> that mm-hmm. that's got the same copyright year as Mario 2. Like that doesn't make any sense. And so that those games, um, obviously Doki Doki Panic was an older game, but it felt just in line when when it released here as as a yeah. as a current game. And and uh it's just it's hard to understand that those games came out within two weeks of each other originally. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, point. not only not only did we get Mario Two when there was already a Mario Three in Japan, when we got Mario Three, there was Super Mario World in Japan. Right. Or Mario th- Mario Four is what they called it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's, and that yeah. that would never fly on with with the internet, you know, with global oh, communication no. like it is now. But like those things, the people who knew knew, but that wasn't trickling down to us in a real way. You know, we heard that maybe there was one, and maybe you could fly in it, but it didn't really. Like I'm still playing too. Like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. And you're just trying to get cred, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> by telling me this crap. And then no, it is actually true. Yeah, yeah. North American market was uh, still, you know, gobbling up those uh, those NES titles. So you know, Nintendo was like, you know, we don't have to we don't have to worry about getting the Super Nintendo and Mario World out yet. We can just we don't have to worry about getting Mario three out yet. They're still having fun with Mario two. It was, uh, or or actually, they were just releasing it. Right. So uh, they made different different business decisions. You know, speaking of yeah. those playground, it worked. It did work. Yeah. Speaking of those playground rumors, uh, you know, I remember playground rumors about Mario Four. Uh, one of my one of my good friends, who was a complete liar, was tells me how he uh, he went on a business trip with his dad down to Florida. Everything's in Florida, and he went to an arcade, and they had Super Mario Super Mario Four. We had we Super Mario Three had just come out. But he went down. He was playing Super Mario Four in an arcade in Florida. Uh, also, they had Super Mario Five and Super Mario Six. Of course, they did. <laughs> he, he focused, <laughs> but you know, you know what? He he told me about Super Mario Four, which I just you know accepted uh, because I trust people. Um, he <laughs> says there's there's a whale suit, and if you get the whale suit, it just takes up the entire screen, and you just destroy everything and just go to the end of the level. <laughs> Uh, well, what's funny is, you know, years and years later, there's this mega mushroom in this in the new Super Mario Brothers right. Wii game. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's basically how it works. I mean, it wasn't a whale, but but of course, that's what we thought would happen when there was a Mario 4. We figured, of course, yeah, they're going to be like 10 different kinds of uh, power ups. And they went the other way with that. I was actually a little bit let down. I had the opposite Simple experience to yeah. Curtis when uh, you know I first played Super Mario World. I was a little disappointed that there wasn't more stuff in it. Uh, I, it won me over. Uh, it's a great, great game. It won me over. But you know, my first thought when my first few weeks of kind of playing, it was like, oh, it's, it has a cape. And of course, the fire flower. We always have the fire flower. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi. it had Yoshi. It had Yoshi. But Yoshi's more of a vehicle than a power-up. So, so here's All a right. question. Oh, my, you with the vehicles instead of power-up. <laughs> nice. Very well done. Do you prefer the inventory box like three or the single item box like in world but you can access it in the stage yeah that's a tough one you know they both have their advantages but you know what sucks about the about the inventory for the second item is you don't have a choice you get hit it always comes down you can't you don't get to save and like press a button right that would have been a nice improvement i think so too i think so too but playing it i was trying to decide what i like the most because i like having a full toolbox and lots of options you know but you can only access it in between stages so you know what I don't like about having the toolbox is what we were talking about before. You you just end up saving all this stuff like I'm going to use it later and then you never use it. 
right you know like the, the hammer bro suit like I, that was one thing i did when i was playing super mario brothers 3 this time is i was like i'm using stuff like screw it i can beat the game i could be little mario and beat the game like i don't care i'm a grown-up i can do what i want and so <laughs> i just started i would use like power-ups right away i was like i'm gonna try and keep my toolbox empty like let's just see if i can do that and i'll tell you what I couldn't do it. I it filled up way too fast. <laughs> yeah. There's said, too many opportunities to get. I, I I wasn't holding things on purpose, but I did have to start burning through items because like yeah. my box is full and I'm getting more yep. stuff all the time. I just got to start burning through it like more fire flower, fire flower, fire flower. Yeah. Um, I would no. almost always try and start a level with some sort of power up if I was small. You know. Mm-hmm. Be- before we uh, before we wrap up, uh, I I would be remiss if we didn't mention. Like there, there are different versions of all of these games, but the one that really, really matters is Super Mario Advance Four, the remake of Super Mario Three, because it has, you know, some it has save, a save feature and everything, but it has these extra levels, these e-reader levels, where they basically all the things that they forgot to do in the original game, they bring them back. Uh, they bring they bring in new mechanics, but they also have underutilized mechanics. There are lots of levels that have Kuribu Shoe. Uh, there are levels I didn't know about this. Did you guys know that if you um, if you're in the Tanuki suit and you jump into the air and turn into a statue and land on an enemy as a statue, do you know that you can one hit kill uh, enemies that you can't normally jump on? You know that you can kill a piranha plant by jumping on it with a statue. I didn't know can, that actually. I di- I discovered that on this playthrough this month. No, I kidding. did not know that. But they use it in some of the e-reader levels where you actually are required to use it to break like this new kind of block that they introduce in those in those levels. And then um, it's like, oh, but that was in the original game. That was always there. It was a feature I didn't even know about. But it was kind of a rare power-up. So I kind of I didn't use it all the time because I was, you know, there were only so many of them. Uh, Is there a way to to um, play those e-reader levels without the e-reader cards now? So, yeah, 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 you can. This just, is what Joel's talking about. Yep, you can. Uh, well, but only for help. today and tomorrow. It's not going to help anyone <laughs> as they listen to this. Yes. So uh, what Top is alluding to is that the uh, the 3ds and Wii U eShops are shutting down, and on the Wii U uh, eShop, you can buy uh, the Super Mario Advance games one, two, three, and four. You can also buy the Super Mario Deluxe on the 3ds eShop. They're all they're all they're on the virtual consoles for those, but. Uh, the Super Mario Advance titles are also available on Nintendo Online on the Switch, but only if you have the expansion pack that comes with the Game Boy Advance games. But it's really a, it's really a, it's a must play. Like, you know, like if you're going to, I would much rather own a copy, even digitally, or you get the old cart. You know what? Actually, it doesn't work. It doesn't work to get the cartridge because you no, have to have the cards. Right. So really you want to, you want to own this digitally which is too late for everyone who's listening to this because it's already past the 27th and the shops are gone. Uh, so now you have to play it on, on uh, Nintendo switch online and you have to get that expansion pack. You can, you can play pilot link 64. It's really good. I love it. So that's do you, great. Do you know if the switch online version has those e-reader levels? Online? Oh, it does. Okay. I was playing them very today. good. So yeah, and- I, I didn't realize that I thought it was exclusive to the Wii U. So I'm glad to know that you can play those on the, on the switch online. And what's really cool is you don't have to, do anything special to access them. You don't have to play through the right. game first. Uh, it's basically just the fourth save file. Right. And the fourth save file is the e-reader levels. You click on it. It oh. takes you to like a little land that they made and you can go and you can select between these, I think it's 30 something, 30 something mm-hmm. levels. Uh, and you can do them in any order. Uh, and they're just so cool. And they, 
like they have so much stuff. This is the, this was in when this came out in like 2002, 2003, 2003, I think when this game came out in 2003, this was their trial run for Mario maker. Absolutely. They had, you can yeah. see, you can see the DNA that eventually would go into Mario maker with the they just, different they ideas. Just threw they stuff tried in, threw yep. in charging chucks. They threw in Mario two pulling up <laughs> vegetables and throwing them at charging chucks. And then you get your, your in Mario three. <laughs> yeah. In the Mario three, it's all Mario three uh, engine, but they brought in power-ups and enemies from Mario world from the original Mario. They even throw in the lost levels, poison mushroom in there. They got everything. It's they've got enemies from, I think you have to fight uh, the Mouser enemy from Mario 2 is one of the bosses in the mm -hmm. e levels. They're so cool. They're so creative. Uh, I can't awesome. believe I missed out on this back in the day. Yeah. Based yeah. on Joel's recommendation, I was aware of it, but kind of put it out of my mind. But I bought the Wii U uh, virtual console version just so I could play those levels. I was playing those earlier today as well. Um, and yeah, very good stuff. And then just a minor thing. If you had the original cartridge and two Game Boy Advances and the right cards back in the day, you could actually drop power-ups onto yourself in stage in Mario Ooh. 3. But that's not something that the virtual console release allows because it's not actually hooked up to an e-reader. So, right. yeah. But you could airdrop yourself power-ups by swiping the right cards. And if you were one of those people... Please leave a comment. We, we want to hear from you. Watching this on you because I don't think anyone did that ever. I don't think in the history of the world anyone has ever done that because it's too difficult and stupid. But let us know if you did. Uh, awesome. Awesome. I think we have exhausted Super Mario Brothers 3, unless I am wrong. Am I Play wrong? it. Play it. Booyah. So we're going to move in to one of my favorite parts of the show. When I host, if you're on a show of mine, you know we got to do the three questions of doom. Now, it works a little bit differently because we're not just doing one game today. We're doing three games. So technically, it's the nine questions of doom, sort of. It's, it's three questions with three answers each. You'll see what I'm talking about. Question number one, should you play these games? I'm going to need an answer for each game, of course. Uh, top spot, let's start with you. Uh, for for each game, you should play three. I think you should play two. Um, but unless you're a big Mario or platformer fan and want to maybe understand the history a little better, I don't want you to skip two, but I also don't want you to not have a good time. So maybe two is not as accessible from the get-go uh, like most modern games are. If you're a modern gamer... You might struggle on it. Are you talking and, to uh, oh, the original? Team? No, I'm, I'm talking one, one. No, play two. Go ahead and play two, but uh, one. What about, what, what about lost levels? Oh, lost levels. Um, yeah, I we're, we're rating all four of them then. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess yeah, we're doing four. Yeah. Lost levels is, is a step below one. So if, uh, yeah, you play one, you like one, play, play lost levels. But if you're going to skip one, skip lost levels as well. Yeah. Joel? Um, definitely play one. Uh, you don't have to beat it, but definitely play it. Uh, skip lost levels. Uh, definitely play two. Uh, you know, American, North American two. Uh, but you don't need to finish it. Uh, three, you should finish. Uh, you should you should play every level. You can cheat on some levels. You can use a P-Wing. 
Uh, played on Switch Online, the regular version. Uh, you could just play, you know, the All Stars version or the original version, you know, on Nintendo or Super Nintendo. They're both on Switch Online. Use the use the rewind feature. Make it even easier for yourself. If you have a really frustrating level, you lose three times. Then next time you lose, just rewind ten seconds. Get yourself through it that way. Do or, whatever you want, but experience you, you, all the levels because there's so much cool stuff in there that it's just. And I don't want to spoil it, but just you should check them all out. You should you should warp too, warp, but play again later on and do it without warping. Like just see what the game has to offer. Like I think it's really worth completing that game. If if you get stuck, a lot of the stages you can go around because of the way the map works. Like it's it's built to be accessible in that way. Yeah, there's a cloud item that lets you skip a level. Certainly. Love it. Couple, couple exceptions to that, which I would have would have changed. I would have had no exceptions, but uh, other than that, it's a pretty useful item. I'm gonna say play one. Absolutely, skip uh, lost levels. You know, unless you're curious. Play two, play three with <laughs> a save feature. So I'm talking Mario All Stars. Some way you can save it. Uh, and you know, probably play those, uh, those e-reader levels we were talking about too. That was really fun. I've never done those. I, I, I would like to question number two, do these games belong in your collection? Joel. On, on uh, with you. Yeah. I'm really happy to have these games in my collection, at least digitally. I do have a working Ness and, uh, probably like three copies of, of Mario one, uh, cause it was a birthday gift. And people did not coordinate in advance. What can I say? <laughs> Doesn't hurt to have spares. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm happy just to have everything digitally. So I'm glad that I have copies of uh, of Mario 1 and 2. Even though the deluxe version is not a great version of it. Because the screen size for the Game Boy doesn't quite match up. But um, it's I'm so glad I have it. Uh, I'm glad that I have uh, all the Mario Advance titles digitally on the, on the Wii U. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I, lo- I like have a, having a copy that I can hang on to at least until my systems die. Switch Online is not a bad option either. I mean, it's very convenient. But I like my answer is I, would, I think it's worth having all of these in your collection. But I'll make a special recommendation that it's really worth getting, your, getting a hold of, again, that Mario 3, uh, the advanced version. So Super Mario Advance 4. Super Mario Brothers 3, brilliantly conceived title there. Uh, that's worth checking out. Top spot. Yeah, that's very hard to answer for every different kind of gamer because everyone truly is different. I don't know if it's worth tracking down original cartridges if you don't already have them. Um, I happen to have them. I, had, I got them when they were new, and uh, Joel was talking about getting Super Mario 3 for free. I did as well. Uh, I borrowed it for the summer from a friend. And when we all came back to school, most everyone else had outgrown video games, but not me. <laughs> so he never really asked for it back. So that's how I got my copy, uh, which meant I didn't get the box, but oh, well. Um, but like uh, if you get the NES mini, that's going to take care of you, too. Um, there, there's plenty of other ways to track these things down. Um, so don't get hung up on it if you're, uh, you know, I don't know what these cartridges, they, they shouldn't be that high. They were such massively printed, you know, print runs on all these. But I wouldn't get hung up on the originals, but definitely I would try to get them if you're interested. They're very easy to get. NES Mini, that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. That, everyone should get an NES Mini if you can. Absolutely. 
And, uh, you know, I would say, yeah, you should, these should belong in your collection. I would, I want to know who doesn't own these games and why, like there's so many iterations, uh, you know, unless you don't like the game, like how do how do you avoid owning the Mario games? Well, That's the, what I want to know. There's PlayStation only gamers, you know, that started on PlayStation systems and never really branched out past that. So everyone's got a different sta- tale unbelievable terrorists <laughs> playstation only gamers jeez uh question number three out of five how would you rate each game so we'll just do those the the four you know right down the line uh top spot we'll start with you okay so we'll start with one uh man i've got a lot of personal love for the game so i don't think i can give it be objective here so i'm not gonna give it a five I could see if someone were to give it a three or three and a half, but I'm going to have to say that's a four. Uh, lost levels. Go ahead. Oh, I thought as we gonna... all know, uh, as we all know, when we do the three questions of doom, there's no halfsies on the, right, the okay. numbers. It's either one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> so lost levels is, is it's a big ask. Um, so, but it's not a bad game. That's the thing. It's, it, it's not broken. It's not unplayable. I would say that's probably a three. Uh, two, uh, I, I just played through it. It's, it's, it's a lovely, lovely game. It still doesn't quite hold up to the highest of esteem. I'd give two a four or USA two a four and three is a, a easy five. Um, that game, except for the few things we've talked about, that game could be released as an indie today and it would make waves. All right, Joel. Um, Number I'm man. not going to. I'm not going to try and uh, you know say oh what is what is it in 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 this current year in this current time in this context um, because they were making it back then right so when they made it back then um, Mario Brothers one was so amazing you know uh, I don't see how they could have possibly done better so I, I give it a five uh, I give uh, Super Mario Brothers two Lost Levels a three I think that they should have known even at the time that. This isn't really much of a sequel. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers 2 USA, I give it a five. Super Mario Brothers 3, I give it a five. Hard to nice. argue that. I give one a five. Love it. Two, I'm right there with you. It's a three, maybe even a two. I just, the difficulty so stupid, but it's not a bad game. You know, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just super hard. And I just uh, like want to spite the creators for making it so difficult. Uh, two. Five easy three. That's not so bad. No save feature. No save feature. <laughs> uh, and there we go. Uh, you know, I will ask. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a fourth question of Doom today. And I just, as we kind of wrap up talking about Mar- the, these Mario games, my question is, what do you think it is that? Mario, this weird Italian plumber, what do you think? Why does it have this lasting appeal? What is it? Good game design. What's the magic? Good game design. I I think it's good game design. I I think it could have been a different character and it still would have caught on. Yeah. Yeah, I think I actually, I I agree. Uh, I'll, I'll, it's it's the gameplay that keeps you coming back. And when people keep coming back and keep coming back and playing something over and over and over again, then that's how something becomes popular. That's how it spreads. And that's how it becomes, that's how it becomes, uh, you know, a part of the cultural zeitgeist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, 
it's not just the mechanics. It's also the visual design. It's the world. It's the music. It's this unique feel that the this game universe has. Uh, so there are a lot of aspects of the design um, and mechanics are an important part of it, but it's the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, you guys nailed it. I, I would, if I had anything to add, I would say that from the get-go, uh, Mario has always innovated in a way that everyone else is always playing catch up to what Mario is doing, you know, and you can even extend that to Nintendo in general, but you know, Mario set the standard with platformers in 85. It set the standard for 3d platformers in 96, uh, you know, and, and Mario continues to be uh, top of the heap with, with everything it's doing, you know, and it keeps it, it, they don't, they don't allow, allow for that dip in quality. It's so rare with the mainline Mario's, to to find any sort of dip in quality they, they they keep the bar really high so good on you shigeru miyamoto and nintendo you done good and that's where we're gonna end talking about the super mario brothers games uh i do very quickly before we get going because this is going to be coming out right around maybe before maybe after i don't know the super mario brothers movie is coming out now we all remember let's see hold on we all remember this guy, right? Nice. Uh, from 93? Is it 93? I, yes. I, I saw it in the theater. So did I. It's, so did it's I. one of the early, nice. earliest films I remember seeing in the theater. Is this I had that one. movie I poster exactly in my room for 10 years. I remember exactly. <laughs> terrible. I, I love it. I have a lot. It's it's a terrible film, but I have a lot of love for it. And it's actually like there's, there's a lot of things they did right in this, but we're not talking about this. We're going to talk about this new one. I'll play the uh, the trailer um without with with no sound but we'll just kind of give our thoughts uh what we predict is going to happen with this film um let's see there we go okay so the trailer's playing i think i personally i think this film is going to be a massive hit i think it 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 looks looks like a great it it it, 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 like every trailer keeps surprising me with with what they're doing with this you know you add donkey kong you got the mario kart stuff in there and the most recent trailer they show Donkey Kong with getting a fire flower, fire Donkey Kong. We've never seen that before. I cannot wait to see this movie. I think it's going to be huge. You guys got something you want to say? It's everything I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I just, every trailer, I'm like, oh, it's, it's, they're doing it exactly right. Yeah. This is what I want. They're taking the characters in the setting kind of seriously and not, aren't trying to shoehorn them into something that it's not. So, yeah. And I, and, and yes, it's, it's being Mario. The yeah. biggest mistake that the original, the live action made is they tried to, they tried to ground it too much. You know, this one, it's Mario on full display. They're just going with it. Mushroom Kingdom, weird, all this stuff. They're they're going with it, and that's that's what it should be. You know, the Marvel movies. One of the, one of the things that the Marvel movies have gotten right is you'll notice you go back to those early ones, the, the Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. They still kind of keep it grounded. You know, their costumes are a little bit more like X-Men leather craft from 2000, you know, but now you look at Marvel movies, they've totally leaned into what the fans want. They want the, the fantasy, the colors, yeah. the, the, the craziness. We want to go, we, we want it. That's what we want. We want what we see on the comic page or in this case, you know, on, uh, in the video game. And, uh, and it looks like it's full of surprises too. That's what I love. Like you can tell they're doing some weird things we've never seen before. Look at that. Ah, 
And I think the voice cast is great, you know, and and for as much flack as Chris Pratt is seems to be getting, I think he's going to be doing fine. Like, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you expect from Mario? Like, what do you want him to sound like? Are you kidding? You want Captain Lou Albano? Yes. You know, you want, you want Bob Hoskins? You want him to be this, yes. like, this, this gruff uh, plumber character? Yeah, or do you want the Charles Martinet? But uh, we're past that now, want, I think. You don't want a half hour of, it's a me, Mario. No, come on. <laughs> I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. But I'm really excited for it. Seems I'll like a there. very, very busy movie. I don't know how long it is, but they they got a lot of plot points to hit. <laughs> a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. 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 Fun stuff. Uh, so that's where we're going to, I think, start to wrap things up. A little housekeeping on the Cartridge Club end. Of course, uh, if, if you're new to the Cartridge Club, welcome. Uh, I hope you're finding the Discord because let me tell you, the Discord was running wild this month. A lot of, lot, a lot of talk and chatter about the Mario games. It's always fun to see. I wish I, uh, you know, stopped by and said more, but you know, life. Am I right? But a uh, lot of chatter. It's very fun. If you like talking games, jump in. Um, you know, there's tons of other stuff we can talk about too. Uh, it's a really fun Discord. Um, you could, if you want to reach out to any of us, you can find us online. I, I'm on Twitter. You guys are on the interwebs and other places. Um, but, you know, also leave comments on the on the video if you're watching this on YouTube. We love to hear what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of, what we should just get rid of. It's a community, and we wouldn't be here without all you guys. So thank you for watching along. We got some great games coming up uh, in the next couple of months. I forget. Hold on. Let me pull up really quick. I know next month is awesome, and because I suggested it, uh <laughs> yeah okay so next month in april we got or this month if you're listening to it in april probably uh it's the original tomb raider i love it yes it's about time you know man we're hitting some some big ones we got the og marios and now we're doing uh og tomb raider which in my opinion of the original playstation ones is the best one i played it recently and i absolutely love it i cannot wait to hear that podcast so stay tuned for that one and then in may we got river city girls which is a was a huge hit kind of kind of flew under the radar and then it came out and it was massive and they just came out with a sequel if you never played it it's uh, a beat em up it's kind of a twist on the old river city ransom games they're they're trying to save their girlfriends now it's the other way around the girls are trying to save the guys really fun phenomenal soundtrack holy crap we play that one in the store all the time really fun game that's coming up in may so some some fun stuff there uh like i said thank you for watching or listening uh thank you to you guys for joining along this month top spot one two three and joel uh thank, thank you, guys you very for much here. for inviting me thank you this has been great yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. If we missed out, tell us in the comments or let us know somewhere on the internet webs what should have we talked about in this Mario podcast because there's just there's not enough time to, to cover everything, I'm sure. Uh, but just like Mario, uh, we're, we've come to the end, but it's not the end because there's more Cartridge Club next month. The princess is in another castle, and we'll see you next month with Tomb Raider. Until then, I'm going to leave you with this lovely outro. We'll see you guys later. CC Unite. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step 
And then again, let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. It's the Mario. Do the Mario. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do the Mario. Take one step. And then again, let's do the Mario all together now.